Here the old gods are dead. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, uh, this is a creepy wee podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Oh, yeah. That was way more butch than last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode's going to be a wee bit different than usual. We're probably not going to have a break because I was doing Liam a wee favour because he's stressed out with his uni work. So I was like, I'll just do the research and the topic for this episode. And then got really ill. That was my karma for trying to be nice. So one, this episode is a tiny bit different in format. And two, um, I am the main player in this episode and I sound like shit. So um, I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, this episode is like, we could have just not released it or released an episode that we recorded before um, on a very secret topic. Um, But... (laughs) Instead, we decided we were glutton for punishment. But it's not our fault, actually. Um, so this this week, <laughs> this week in what has happened to Becca and Liam that is terrible before they try and record this podcast. First of all, first of all, I would like to say sorry to the Fae. If we have offended any of the fairy people, yeah, um, not the gays, the actual fairies. Um, <laughs> if, you, if we have offended any of you, I'm so sorry. Please stop um, targeting us. Anyway, so... This time we got an email from a, from a couple. Um, I think we got a voodoo curse put on us. I'm not repeating any of the words because it seemed like... Um, I mean, it was a chant. Satan was named. Um, they sent their pictures attached to it. So if anyone knows how to get rid of a voodoo curse, please email us. But not if you're going to put another voodoo curse. Actually, no one emails us anymore. You had your chance and you blew it. Um, I don't want any more emails. Yeah, so now Becca's sick. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, I, I was just thinking about how turbulent your week was, and I wasn't really thinking. Like, I, I obviously thought I had got COVID. I've not got COVID. I've had like a PCR test, and I've had like lateral flows. And then, like, yeah. just as I was going to sleep last night, I was like, "Wait, like, <laughs> and I got ill because of this video course that we got sent via email." Because initially, I seen the email because um, I was just looking at her inbox and then like message Liam and was like look I think we've got spam but like it's kind of weird and then like re- I read the entire thing like a fucking <laughs> idiot and I've obviously like made myself really ill because 
I believe that we've been cursed. Like, there's no other way to explain the absolute shite yeah, work that we've yeah. had. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to. I would like to also add that instead of just reading it and then telling me about it, she sent me the whole thing. She forwarded it to me. I opened it and I was like, ah. <laughs> but instead of reading the whole thing, I um I deleted it. Although I did scroll to the bottom and I saw their pictures and I was like, damn, yeah, they were that's creepy. probably a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. They were like, remember, they good. remember they our good faces. And I was like, well, I'm not going to forget. It's like a Friday night and I'm shitting yeah, myself. Yeah, you traumatised me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night. I'm sober. Of course, I'm going to remember this, sadly. Um, if the editing sounds choppy, guys, Becca has coughed like 20 times <laughs> and we're three minutes in. <laughs> yeah, again, I would like to stress to everyone in in the in the audience um i'd like to stress that me and becca do not record together in case anyone thought i gave her covid we do not record together we record separately and becca's just very good at editing so it sounds like we're together thank you i'm not gonna be You're this welcome. time i'm not gonna be this time i'd like I'd normally go through <laughs> your episodes with a fine tooth comb I, I mean that's a bit extreme but um this time like i don't know yous are getting creepy wee podcast uncut raw vegan oh, yeah. Um, addition. Yeah, because Becca's still editing it because I don't know how. Anyway, um, <laughs> now's as good a time as any. We just passed uh, 4.20 on the recording and I would like to say, Becca, what is our topic about today? Because I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I did specifically keep you in the dark. Um, have you ever heard of the Lady Lars? Um, I think I went to school with her. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's like kind of no, like I don't, I don't know her. She's kind of like the the brand seer. Um, she's a Gallic spooky bitch, Gallic soothsayer, seer woman. Although uh, she just did it via the mind. She didn't have like a um, hagstone or anything like that. Future podcast topic: oh. the brand seer. Um, <laughs> actually, before we start. I want to say thank you to Holly, Emma, Carlin, Christy and Craig for their lovely reviews on iTunes. Um, if anybody else would like to do that, then please uh, give us a written review because they normally stick better than just like the numerical one. Um, five stars, please. <laughs> Wait, why was why was that giving, you know, that uh, video of Whitney Houston? She's like, Ashley, Aaliyah, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> giving very that um psychic sally or whatever yeah. What, yeah. what was it again lady lars is a gallic soothsayer or seer who lived in the 1700s around loch tay uh loch tay is like in perth uh in kinross but like the north yeah, like the that. northern part like where the like highlands actually start so like near aberfeldy at like yeah. lowest point of the highland oh my god call back to the last episode where we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. That I was talking about. Oh my god, this is. I love when things pick up from the last place. I love a running theme. Oh, good for oh that, well, well, I managed to. I managed to get a callback in this one. So, Loch Tay is a freshwater loch uh, that's in the central highlands near Perth and Aberfeldy. It's long and narrow, like most Scottish lochs, and it has a long history of human settlement and agriculture. Um, in the Iron Age, it, uh, the loch was actually filled with crannogs. Can the um, they're like wooden huts that are on stilts. Um, oh, yeah. We were actually going to hang. I do know what you mean. I was actually going to like suggest him. that we had one of them in our um, art, but there's no any like near the castle that's in our artwork, so I didn't bother because <laughs> it wouldn't have been historically accurate. <laughs> um, but they're either like... Wait, what castle's in our artwork? Is it Urquhart Castle? Yeah, it's Urquhart Castle. Nice. 
Aye, so more than 20 submerged crannogs have actually been found along the bottom of Loch Tay and there's even one reconstructed reconstructed on the south side of the loch at the National Crannog Centre. So if anybody wants to go on a wee school trip. No, again, Visit Scotland sponsor us. Like, we're like giving up, <laughs> literally like... <laughs> Like they do owe us like some amount of money. <laughs> I might actually email. <laughs> um, aye. So on the North Shore, you'll find the ruins of a village called Lors. One of the many villages you can find in Scotland that has has the Highland clearances to thank for its abandonment because this village is like ruins. It's just like old farm walls and then the shells are like farm buildings, village houses and stuff like that. Let's take a minute to talk about the Highland Clearances. How, oh, how do you oh, feel about this, about... Liam? <laughs> it's a sensitive topic. Um, I feel personally victimised. I mean, I mean, since I'm alive, I guess um, my family avoided it somehow. Both sides. Like, literally like 90% of my family you can trace back to all the way through the Highlands of Scotland. So this personally affected me. This was... <laughs> No. <laughs> this is my personal Afghanistan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, me and Becca, like me and Becca, text because we're friends, IRL, um, <laughs> and ninety percent of our texts um, always come back to like, if there's anything I'm saying, <laughs> it's that the Highland clearances were the worst thing to happen to Scotland and they were. the Central Belt. They were. I'll tell. I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, no, that you need to hear it, but like anybody that didn't go to secondary school in Scotland might want to hear this. The Highlands were once populated by crofters uh, who largely spoke Gaelic and cultivated the harsh and large, and uh, for large parts, infertile land. Uh, so, crofters is another word for like it's small families who are mainly farmers. The clan system of the Highlands had already been weakened during the reign of James the Sixth. <gasps> He distrusted he, he distrusted the Highlanders so much that he ordered chiefs away for their clans to attend prolonged court visits so that he could keep them from plotting against him. So he is the one who actually catalyzed the Highland clearances by weakening the clan system so much, like by removing the clan leaders for their of course of for their uh, clans. It kind of like because the clan the clan system we, yeah we we will do an episode on this, but like the clan systems were very. Kind of like these were all like families who had like strong alliances with each other, and when they didn't have strong alliances with each other, they would often fight our land and uh, ancestral seats and stuff like that. So like it was, it wasn't a very strong system. Um, yeah. Like, do you know what it reminds me of? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Game of Thrones though, and the way that like yeah, James, literally the way that James the Sixth like kind of um. Like he's like little finger, like moving everybody away to Edinburgh, so he can like make sure that nobody's plotting against him. So, I uh, the way the required reading for this podcast is watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> watching Game of Thrones, and like reading any text by James the Sixth. So, well past when James the Sixth eventually died, um, the Jacobites lost the, the Battle of Culloden in seventeen forty six. So the clan system and the Highland way of life then quickly began to deteriorate. Landowners burned down homes to force crofters off of their lands to make way for hill sheep farming, which was far more lucrative than the measly rents that were paid by crofters. Like, they weren't asked to leave. Like, nobody, like, chapped on their doors they and was like... Uh, yeah, they were burned yeah. out. It was, like, really, really fucking horrible. And 
a lot of the times it was people for um, Edinburgh who were paying the landowners. They were like, right, look, um, if you get these crofters off of this land, we can pay you like a huge sum of money so you can put like sheep on it, basically. Or it was just a yes. choice. It was just a choice by Again. the landowners. But like, it, uh, mainly, mainly, it was a choice that was done by the gentry who came to Edinburgh. Yeah, um, this is why I have beef with like people from the central belt, like. <laughs> claiming nessie like, <laughs> like i have such a beef with it like see what i didn't oh, like okay, to see so... her i didn't like to see her in uh, the like kind of tartan shops that you get in like glasgow yeah. and edinburgh and like i'm not a big nessie's fan of a that. boy she she <laughs> the gall the gall but do you know what um uh, if anyone's watched <laughs> if anyone's watched drag race uk season two um I'm, I'm glad with who won but one of the dolls was like I'm like the Loch Ness monster. I'm a legend, and I was like, "You're not from. You are not." <laughs> anyway, it's it's um, gatekeeping for absolutely no reason, but also for the reason of island clearances. Anyway, back to you, Becca. I'm keeping my five mouth shut. I should get my mouth closed. closed. Um, so, large chunks of the Highlands were gentrified in the 1800s, right up until the present day, to make way for Highland estates and hunting grounds. This is known as Balmoralism. Yeah. Uh, the largest landowner of the Highlands is uh, none other than Queen Elizabeth II, who refuses to um, give away any of her land rights and uh, also mm. refuses to get in on the Green Deal that Scotland have. Um, mm. So she's the only person in the country that's avoiding like this thing where like uh, pipelines and stuff are being built underneath her estate because God forbid she couldn't go hunting or something like that. Yeah, remember um, that. Um, remember that Instagram post by Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> and it says, um, not not saying who it's about or anything, but it said parasite in chief in her idiot hat. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, yeah, so that, true. Like, not to be like, obviously, like, I really want to get absolutely political on this. Well, no, actually, I do. Fuck it. Um, actually, <laughs> actually, I do because uh, her son and her entire family are currently like at COP twenty six at the moment, like preaching day and night about like climate change and then their estate in Balmoral like gets like a free pass on like actually changing anything to do with like literally like, I have heard rumors <laughs> heard rumors read it in Diana's biography that um the queen's <laughs> too tight to actually turn her heating on so like maybe I'll get her a pass <laughs> <laughs> so, no I don't think we will but um, <laughs> anyway no um, so I mean Okay, no, yeah, you continue. <laughs> yeah, um, so the mass exodus of crofters following famines, evictions and the destructions of the clan system then led to thousands of Scots fleeing to Canada, Australia and the United States in order to find a better life. This has also resulted in a total countrywide identity crisis as we lost much of our Gaelic and Celtic culture during what is essentially a period of ethnic cleansing. And to get back Literally. on topic it led to many villages and towns around the highlands and islands to become abandoned. So, on the shores of Loch Tay, you can find the wee stony ruins of the village of Lors, and, and amongst the trees and nettles lies the remains of the house of Lors, a church and a kirk, village houses and barns. There's also a wee jetty poking out into the loch that was once used to transport goods and townsfolk across the loch via boat. Folk say that the village is, ha- <laughs> Folk say that the village is haunted, and that the spirits of the past still wander through the ruined buildings. The This village is most famous for being the home of the 17th century Galaxier and prophet with a gift of foresight, 
the Lady A Wars. I do have her name in Gaelic here, but I couldn't get in touch with a Gaelic consultant to actually get the pronunciation. Can pronounce it? Oh, I can that this. <laughs> I can that the second part's lore, because <laughs> it's uh-huh. um, but like it, that's the Gaelic name for lady, and I honestly, no, nah, there's no chance, Liam. I can send you it, and you can try. You can try if no. you want. But, no, no, um, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't need it's to be cancelled anymore in this episode. <laughs> like I've just went on a rant oh. about the Queen. <laughs> okay, would like to shout out to my friend Noreen, friend of the pod. Oh, I love saying friend of the pod. Anyway, um. So she's she's Irish and she her first language is Irish. Yeah. Um and her she like told her mum about the podcast and her mum is a linguist and speaks like I don't know, like seven languages or something. Can we have her? Can we have her as a no, consultant? No, but I'm like <laughs> like when she said she said that uh she sent me a picture and she was like, Anya's watching the um is is listening to the pod and I was like, oh, I like cringe oh, thinking fuck, about on. every name we we, we mispronounced. <laughs> oh, fuck, that is bad enough yeah. that like I'm meant to be trained in like writing the English language and I can't even fucking speak it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm just along for the ride. So, uh... <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, Indeed. our English name was Mary Campbell daughter of Sir James Campbell, fourth of Lords, and she married John Stewart of the Appen Stewart's family of Argyleshire, but they moved to Lords, and that's where they stayed permanently. So the Lady of Lords made a number of predictions, all in her native Gaelic. Uh, some were vague, but others were really, really specific. Her first was ominous, and she said that the ridging stones for the new church that was being built at the time would never be put in place. And sure enough... The stones had been brought by boat from Kenmore and were washed away by a violent storm and were dragged off the land and into the depths of the loch where they were never recovered. It would oh, it would be really fucking ace if I could speak Gaelic because like all the um all the sources for this hey like the Gaelic um in what she actually said and it obviously has been translated by like actual people who speak Gaelic because it's on like BBC and stuff uh, and yeah. they have that but um. The BBC, not you, not you. <laughs> so made me laugh. <laughs> right. And then the Lady Lord had mere predictions about the church. She actually planted an ash tree beside the building and said, when this reaches the height of the gable, the church will split asunder. And then in 1833, obviously, like, she's long dead by this point, uh, when the tree reached that of the gable of the church roof, the church roof then collapsed. Like as like as soon as that happened, like there was either like a storm or a fire or like some just accident where the roof concaved. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she just had a really contemporary understanding of science. Yeah, like she was like those stones will never be put. She was like <laughs> doing like meteorology, she was, like, <laughs> and then like she understood that trees can like wreck foundations of houses. So she was like. When this is tall, your church is going to collapse. Like, she was pranking. She was in the long con. I respect <laughs> that for her. <laughs> well, the folk also say, because she never actually said that it would be the church roof that would split. She just said the church will split asunder. So, like, oh. there's another theory that um, this could have referred to the 1843 disruption when the Congregation of Lords left the Church of Scotland to join the Free Church. So the church literally split. <sighs> And what I mean, like that's like levels. 
Like, because I, I go with that one. Like, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, shit, that sounds so fucking cool. That's much better than the roof gave it in. Yeah. Um, She's on that Harry Potter shit. Aye. And then she... That, nice. She had um, another prophecy regarding the tree. And uh, she said, evil will come to him who harms the tree. And then in the 1870s, even though he had been warned of the prophecy, local far- farmer John Campbell, don't know if he was a descendant of hers, it could well have been, um, yeah. cho- chopped the tree down. Uh, he was later gored to death by his own bull. His assistant went mad oh. and was put in an asylum, which is what they were called at the time. Um, and then as the horse which pulled the farm cart uh, just dropped dead out anywhere. Just like, was just like, right, peace. No. <laughs> that one's creepy. It's giving me American Horror Story vibes. <laughs> yeah, Piggy Man vibes. Ooh. But why is it giving us, like, why is this going to be the intro to our next episode? Okay, so this week, guys, um, my bull went crazy and killed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is the directory we're on, and I don't like it. My dog got COVID. Oh my God, Katie Price. Like,. <laughs> What is it I she said? My horse cheating on me. <laughs> uh, my German shepherd got killed outside my house. I was robbed. Um, <laughs> what was it? My horse was run over. No. My, I, my horse was run Harvey over. Harvey had a kidnap threat. Yeah, Harvey had a kidnap threat. She was robbed. Anyway, that's what it feels like to be us like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just you that was going for it, and then like I've like went on my own like trajectory since this curse has been put on us. Um, Again, voodoo. I do not. I do not mess with with that. <laughs> if the lady lords is out there and listening, can you please like fucking protect us? Because <laughs> I feel like yeah. she might. She might like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to appease the fae. I'm dead ass. Like, yeah. Like we actually need to do like a ritually some kind, or I need to at least, at the very least, start staging my room once I'm done with these podcasts. Because like <laughs> spooky shit happens every time. Every time we record and we like mention like witchcraft or fairies and stuff and we're fucking doing it right now like a pair of idiots uh weird shit always happens like as soon as like i'm sitting here editing and like things are like falling about my room like tapping noises and stuff like <laughs> give me a fucking um, break the, the fae and the witches if you're out there um love you you're so pretty never say the bad word never say the bad never word sa- <laughs> i've never never said a bad thing about you and i've heard that about rebecca too like literally nothing we've ever said we didn't call you our soul like this is slander yeah um, we've always anyway. said that you're really great we've always said that uh, <laughs> always said that so another prophecy related to the tree was that when it reached the church roof the house of Balak would uh, be without an heir and this was seem seemed to be accurate because at the same time the tree reached the top of the roof the Marquis Breedlebane of the house of Balak died without a successor and then that family lineage that, like just ended shut up like this is like she's on his um um that wow so good for her girl boss <laughs> she also made a number of predictions concerning the area that included dark warnings of the common highland clearances which were like mm, i don't like obviously when she was alive and when she made these predictions like it mm, could be apparent to like someone that this clan system was on its way out but like it, it was still really early days so I think a lot yeah. of people expected it to get as bad as it did um, so that she said the land will first be sifted then riddled of its people the jaw of the sheep will drive the plough from the ground homesteads on Lochte will be so far apart that a cock will not hear its neighbour crow 
Because <laughs> three, three, three and a half thousand right. people used to live around Lochte, and then after the Highland clearances, like all these villages and stuff, just boosted. Like people either moved to Perth, or they moved to Edinburgh or Glasgow or like other industrial towns like Dunfermline and stuff to try and get work, rather you, than be going to uni. <laughs> I've lived this life. <laughs> Hands up if you know this one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who's lived the Highland Clearances? <laughs> so, does that... No, I survived the Highland t- Clearances and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So, does that sound familiar? Um, in the end, obviously, the Clearances devastated the population in this area, area for about three, three and a half thousand to five hundred, with the land no longer being cultivated uh, for uh, like growing food kind of agriculture, and then it was it's simply now just used for grazing flocks of sheep, or at least it was in the seventies in the, the documentary that I watched. Um, I've not been to this area, Perth. Uh, Perth Perth's a really lovely place. Um, yeah. So like, there's every chance that like agriculture could be back on the rise there, but it's definitely not not as many families are involved. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um... Wait, how do you spell Lochte? Lochte. Oh, Tay. Tay. Sorry, what did you think I was saying? I thought you said Fay. Oh. oh. And I was like, wait, this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much going on. James uh, the Sick, the Fay. Um, there's too many callbacks. Let's reel it in. That's it. Well, it's the last callback. <laughs> the first and the last. <laughs> Um, there was also many other prophecies uh, made by the Lady Lords, some of which remain unfulfilled. Um, and we will have to see what the future holds for the village of Lords. Um, she did also make another one. I didn't have this one in writing, but she predicted that like every um, stream would have a mill on it. And I'm pretty sure like 90% of every, the... Wait, every, every what would have what? Stream, like river flowing into Loch Tay would have its own mill so like the big oh, wheels that turn <laughs> so it, it was like she predicted basically the agricultural boom and the industrial revolution uh, that followed like in the hundred years after that because 90% oh, of she it she should have invested yeah she would have been really great at stocks kind of like <laughs> kind of like the Scottish buy, buy, sell, sell. the Scottish um, Alice Cullen <laughs> um, what was I going to say she um, aye, so like nine 90% of the estuaries and we rivers and burns and stuff on Loch Tay eventually did have their own mills which would deal with um, grinding flour or like power and other kind of industrial stuff so she did actually predict that that was the correct one and then the three prophecies that remain unfilled, unfulfilled um, there's one so currently the site where the village now sits is up for sale um, like the whole village, you can buy it for a hundred grand. Maybe right. we should buy it. <laughs> Maybe I, if everyone who listens to this pod um, gets in like a hundred grand, <laughs> then we can buy it. <laughs> um, however, it is thought that any purchaser would be unlikely to be granted permission to construct a permanent property. So, because like it's a listed area, like it's a historical site, so. You could buy the land, but it might not be possible to actually build on it unless it's like somewhere yeah. on the land that hasn't actually been used before. Um, 
But there is one of her prophecies uh, says that a strange heir will come to Balak when the boar stone at Ferran topples over. Uh, the boar stone is like a standing stone that's like near Lars. So when this topples yeah. over, it's like this has potential for this, a strange heir. So this is, this might be the person who eventually goes on to buy this property will come there. Um, and then it says a ship driven by smoke will sink in the lock with great loss of life. So for many years, steamships were used in Loch Tay, but uh, there is no known record of a sinkage with a large loss of lives. So maybe that's still due to happen. And this is yeah, my... Titanic the... 2 electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my favourite one. Um, there'll be a time... A, the time will come when Ben Lors will be so cold that it will chill and waste the land for seven miles. No. I have climate my own, own theory, exactly. Nobody said that in any articles that I read that that would be climate change because I feel like a lot of like journalists and stuff always think that Scotland will either get really warm or it'll be mainly underwater, but because of the ice caps melting and like Atlantic drifts and stuff, it's probably more likely that, yes, some in Scotland, like Fife and stuff, will end up underneath water, but like the highlands and stuff, it's going to get really, yeah. really fucking cold. Um, yeah, what's that, what's that film? Oh my God, The Day After uh, Tomorrow. <laughs> it'll be like that it'll be like that so yeah that, so i think it's like the first thing you hear in the film is scotland is frozen and i was like oh okay oh my god there's a bit there's a bit on the day after tomorrow where there's like two guys in a weather station and they're watching the telly and it's celtic that are playing on the telly in the day after tomorrow it might be that scene taste i know irreverent taste you know <laughs> oh we're just out of ourselves um i <laughs> <laughs> but um i that I've I find that one weird. That one's actually really spooky because Lors is the village of Lors is named after the Munro Ben Lors that's like right next to it. So this whole yeah. area will eventually become frozen over, and it won't it will only be able to be used for agriculture anymore because it will just be so it will be like a wee tundra. That's creepy as fuck. Is there not a story? Many of the the Bens um, mm-hmm. they they have stories surrounding them where it's like. Um, they have little sort of like crypt valley sort of things that are like dimensions to the fairy realm. Um, I feel like Ben Lors is one of them. I think Ben Lomond has... Ben McDewey has it been like kind of folk think that that's yeah. like a portal to somewhere else because there's like a yeti or something that lives on Ben McDewey. The grey man. There's... Future episode. <laughs> oh, I d- I didn't know about that. Um, no one Google that. No, no one, Google one Google that. You that. Come here for your information. <laughs> we'll read you the Wikipedia articles. <laughs> yeah, stay in line. <laughs> um, no, that's worth looking up, though. That could be that could be really interesting. I, well, when you do got Munro's, there is kind of like an eerie feeling. Mainly, it might be because you're on your own, but like a lot of these like ancient places that have been carved by like glacial erosion and stuff just i don't know they're shining about them most of them have the tradition of like they have the stacked tone the stacked stone towers like at the top like cairns and like you put one on top of it and like the whole thing of that and like celtic and like like quote-unquote wicca practices is when you pile something up at a high point mm-hmm. or on like a beach or something you're like drawing energy up from the earth 
for like your own practices and yeah. um, so like they do all have that like weird mystical vibe about them that sort of like if you had the chance to change your fate would you <laughs> um. <laughs> definitely, well that would definitely be like localizing like spooky spooky energies into these places yeah i'll 100 i'm behind you with that you can say whatever the fuck you want and i'll be like yes <laughs> That is exactly it. Always said. <laughs> it's that. I've heard you say that before. <laughs> every every day. Uh, if I wake up and I'm like, do you know what I want to talk about today? Cairns. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, my granny used to take me to Clawden Battlefield and there's a cairn at Clawden, ba- Clawden Battlefield and she used to get me to run around it. Maybe she was trying to get me to like take up the energy. Hmm. Any anybody yeah. who cares anything about Glodden, please get in touch and let us kind of that as a thing. Like, is that is that a good yeah. thing to run around the cairn? Yeah, we're only an email away, um, but no voodoo, please. Yeah, no, unless it's like no good cursing. voodoo. Yeah, no curses. If you want to give us like a blessing or something, we're game for that. Please, <laughs> my God, please. Oh, yes, I still need it. Um, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I am living on thoughts and prayers at the moment. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know. I would. I would like if you can any like if anybody for like the Perth area or like the Lower Highlands cans anything about like the Lady Lors or has ever been to Lors. Can can you send us pictures or videos and stuff? I did watch like Alassie went. I could actually probably go there. It's no that barrier drive to go up that yeah, way. Yeah, so it's a year five. You're like yeah, very close. Very close to Lochte and stuff. Uh, fuck it, I might go because when she went, it was in summer and she was like covered. She just kept moaning about the jagged nettles, and I was like, right, well, one, Jenny wear three quarter length leggings, and two, <laughs> there you go in summer. Like, what do you think was going to happen going into your field in summer? She also like yeah, went, midgets. and there was just cows just staring at her. They were me. <laughs> she was like, this great, this place is great for um anti-social people like me and I'm like it's fucking up an abandoned village like shut up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no that um it's very it's giving very you know that um the gods know what you've done oh um, I the looking at her <laughs> <laughs> wait no maybe those cows are like well that guy got away with it when he killed oh, the aye, farmer that, maybe that bull when he gored that man maybe we could get away with legacy <laughs> vlogger she she did write an article about it and she was like, I like this place is brilliant for like people who like want to who are antisocial and I was like, Why are we like making this story like BuzzFeed palatable? Like <laughs> Yeah. It was just so weird because it was obviously like an article that focused on like selling bores. And then she was like, I visited it and it was great because like I didn't like people and I was like, Right, uh leave your pick me stuff like out of it. <laughs> like, just try Touch to... my button, buy me pizza. <laughs> I'm just trying to like get my sources. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. But um aye, that's that is the Lady Wars. Um she... I thought that was quite a that was quite a good one, a wee one. Um Yeah, that was for the girls. Um uh, <laughs> she lived, she served cunt. And then she died. Oh, she gaslit gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> oh, for sure. She 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 gaslit. She was like, I'm going to plant this tree and I'm going to go for the long gaslight with this one. <laughs> like the way she wasn't <laughs> so even then, alive. <laughs> yeah, there's like, these two will happen and then they're just going to be waiting for the other three. Like edging. <laughs> like they're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Podcast. 
follow us on Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod. Send us any emails or messages or whatever for future episodes that you want to hear or any spooky stories that you want us to read it. And remember to rate and write a review on iTunes if you can. Thank you. Yeah, and if you want if you want to DM us um confessing your undying love for me. That's never out of the question. Like I will respond. I might not feel the same, but it's nice to hear. Um, yes, we always so respond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's us. Thank bye. you. Bye. No, love that. <laughs> Edit that out too. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.